0: You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. We are back for yet another episode of the of Man's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez, and unfortunately, both Maurice and Susie cannot be here today. But we have some very special guests joining us. I am Don D'Arazio.
1: And I am pissed off. What the fuck? No, Susie and Maurice can't show up for my birthday? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, see if I show up for theirs next time. Not like I've shown up before, but that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> see, it's
2: it's this it's is Josh
1: it's, Hibbard, by the way.
2: It's such a <laughs> it's a, such a celebratory Dorazio event that there are two.
1: There's two Dorazios.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: this is gonna be a fun one.
1: <laughs> I told you it was gonna be a long one. <laughs>
0: Well, uh... You made the
1: mistake of having the two of us on together. (laughs) (laughs)
2: This this is true. See, you have Don DeRazio and Bizarro Razio.
1: (laughs) Which one's which? You may never know. Like the Tootsie Pop commercial?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, yes, so we are here to discuss Don's birthday pick, which, uh... You want to tell the folks what you picked,
1: Don? Oh, well, as you know, Mike... This was a hard pick this year. This was yeah. a hard pick. I literally, a few, well, let's just say I picked Flatliners. All right. Yes. The 1990 epic classic Joel Schumacher Flatliners. Um, But let's get into it first before, we, like, because I came to you, I think like a year ago, and I even asked, like, is Flatliners considered a horror movie? Would you cover that? On the-? <laughs> and you were like, it plays. I was like, yep. okay. All right. So it's, it's always been on the list. And then what was it last month? <laughs> I came down. You're like, okay, we got to make a decision here so we can record this. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. I've got it narrowed down to like six. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and <I> finally, <laughs> I finally, when we I, it was Beetlejuice. I was like, okay, guys, here's what I've narrowed it down. I had it between Flatliners. And Willy's Wonderland, because they're the only two that were streaming at the time. Yep. (laughs) Out of everything we ever, literally, Piranha 3D was on that list. The Burbs was on that list. Cannibal the Musical was on that list. Mm -hmm. But I narrowed it down to those two because they were the only ones streaming. And finally, we all all decided Flatliners. I think we all decided Flatliners. Yeah. Because how else was it going to get on the podcast? (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. And that's the thing. This is one of those movies that while it, it definitely plays in the horror sandbox, it's it's more of a suspense thriller kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it, it, I couldn't figure out a good list to put it on. So I'm glad you picked it because I honestly haven't seen it in damn near 20 years. So this was interesting. Now, now, now. I, I have an interesting oh, story about that as well, but I'll wait
2: until we get to the uh, the thoughts to tell it.
1: Oh, boy. Well, so, say,
2: oh, good. oh, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to finish up the intro just saying that, uh, you know, you mentioned it is from 1990. It's an hour and 55 minutes and directed by Joel Schumacher, who we would know from uh, we already saw him once with uh, the Lost Boys, but also Phone Booth, 8mm, uh, Batman Forever, Batman Robin, St. Elmo's Fire, DC Cab, Phantom of the Opera and the number 23. Now, I feel that Joel Schumacher gets a lot of undue bullshit because of nipples on the Batsuit. <laughs> like the guy has made some awesome movies. You know
2: why? It's because he he made decisions like, let's do a close-up on Batman's butt.
0: <laughs> hey, everybody's got their thing.
2: <laughs> let's show his butt and then let's show his sexy nipples. Because bats have sexy nipples.
0: <laughs> I I mean, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna yuck his yum for liking rubber nipples. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't get me started he, on rubber nipples.
1: <laughs> he just chose to show his kink. Everybody else is just being like, ooh, no. <laughs> but
0: no, I, I genuinely like a lot of his movies. But yeah, I mean, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin left a lot to be desired. But like, I well, love Batman Lost and
1: Robin. Robin. Batman and Robin. <laughs>
0: I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of Batman Forever either. I, but, you know, I, I don't hate it. I'm just not a big fan.
2: They're both pretty miraculously terrible and, and amazing at the same time. Because where else will you see Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze encouraging <laughs> his henchmen angrily to sing along with Mr. Heat Miser? Yes, this is true. Like that's you're not going to see that anywhere else, and and for that it's gold. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you, Joel Schumacher. Thank
1: you. <laughs> oh, maybe. Morris. May you be in heaven with all the bat nipples you desire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks. Dawn, as it is your birthday special, let us know what you think of this movie and why you chose it.
1: Okay, so we're going to travel back in time to 1990 for when this movie came out. Because Dawn saw this in the theater, not oh. once, but oh. Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> And I have distinct memories of both those times because the first time was with my mother. And here's what I remember. I remember I don't exactly remember where this movie theater was, but it was like Massachusetts or Connecticut, because that's where we were living at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember wanting to see this. As soon as I saw the trailer, I wanted to see this movie. I was like, Mom, Mom, take me, take me to see this movie. And you know, this was when movies were starting to get expensive. In compared to now, like they're really expensive, but like then they were still expensive. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> so she after after me begging her and begging her and begging her because it was R-rated. You know, she's like, "Fine, I'll I'll take you to go see this movie," even though I knew it wasn't her type of movie. This is where she discovered I was not a normal child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is where she discovered I was not into what other kids liked. Um, So she took me, and I remember going to the theater. I remember arachnophobia and a Young Guns 2 banner hanging in the lobby, by the way, when I went to go see this the first time. (laughs) I remember (laughs) that. Um, So, yeah, my mother, you know, she's like, yes, it was all right. I freaking loved it, you know, because I was 10 years old or 11 years old. You know, I was probably 11 at this time watching an R-rated movie, you know, that nobody mm-hmm. else was seeing, you know, no, no other kids in my class were seeing. And I did. I, I absolutely loved the movie. Now, that's not saying I don't have problems with it now, but there are, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't hold up over time in some parts, but, well, maybe it does. Um, But so three, like literally three weeks went on and I'm I'm going to bring up this story about the second viewing which was at the Summit Park Six. Now you're asking oh, yourself, you're asking yourself, how was this three weeks later, Don, when you were living in Connecticut? Uh, <laughs> at this particular time, it was either like two or three weeks, my brother was being moved to St. Bonaventure because that's where he was going to college. And we were looking for houses here at the time and all our family lived here. And so my mother realized that I was not getting the attention I probably needed to be getting you know, kind of thing And mm-hmm. she begged my father To take me to the movies What was the only movie I wanted to see? Flatliners <laughs> <laughs> So my dad's reaction was I really like the guy with the videotapes <laughs> <laughs> That was my dad's reaction to that. I distinctly remember my mother asking him "Like, oh, What did you think? He's like, I like the guy with the videotapes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: The worst of all of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, amazing.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I've always loved this movie. It's is it my absolute favorite? It's very close to my absolute favorite. I would say there's a tie for first place when it comes to my favorite movies of all time, and Flatliners is one of them. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is the other one, and Heather's <laughs> is the other. All right. Oh, man. So. We got, we got three that are very, very... You can see my sense of humor just out of those three movies. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do
0: always find it interesting to find out <laughs> everyone's favorite film because it's... You know, a lot of times it's not the the heavy hitters that everyone automatically thinks of. They're like, oh, yeah, The Godfather or, like, Star Wars. I, I love finding out that people have... You know, considered honestly, oddball choices like mine with Return of the Living Dead and yours with Flatliners or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang—that's pretty
1: cool.
2: Let me let me say, I I I thoroughly believe Kiss Kiss Bang Bang has one of the best insults of all time. Oh
1: my god, yes it does.
2: Oh it's a yes great movie. it does. Oh. It's Look up the, idiot. Uh,
1: Look up idiot in the dictionary. You you'll find a picture of me. No, the definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is a really good movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's where I learned to love Shane Black movies, too. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I was way behind on Shane Black movies. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Josh, Uh we'll
0: we'll toss it over to you. What are are your thoughts on this flick?
2: Uh, So I'm going to start off by saying I I also had not seen this movie uh, in probably longer than 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I probably hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And I saw it in close succession with the uh, wonderful Joe Piscopo movie Dead Heat, Ooh, <laughs> which, uh, fun fact, Kiefer Sutherland was also in a movie called Dead Heat that came out many years later. Uh, and at some point in my life, I confused which movie was which. So when I put this movie on, I was like, oh, oh, oh. Wait, Wait a, a second. <laughs> this is not the movie I was thinking of. Well, because even still, what was even more confusing was I was remembering Dead Heat, but with Kiefer Sutherland in place of Joe Piscopo. <laughs> <laughs> so my memory was just totally confusing things because I was like, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Flyliner, the movie about people, you know, coming back from the dead. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know a movie that is. Um, and then I put this on and I did... Uh, immediately remember it and then as i started watching it uh critically i was just like i don't think i like this (laughs) this is (laughs) this is very boring this is for a uh for what is called a a horror suspense thriller uh and which is what it is described as online Mm -hmm. Uh, it's there is not a lot of any in it uh it's it's just sort of uh, i'm i'm gonna do the i'm gonna Give the uh, 30-second Peter Griffin review. (laughs) Peter Griffin reviews. Flatliners. The 1990 gem where you watch five soon-to-be big stars be stereotypical versions of their career-making characters except as asshole doctors in a weird abandoned town. They're all assholes because Why? They're haunted by their past because they fail to commit suicide. Oh, what a boring ass movie! But you know, at least you got to watch them all be complete dicks.
1: <laughs> well, I can see who the Maurice of this co- of this like, recording I, is going. I to I won't I won't
2: <laughs> lie. I I did appreciate it. Uh, I I I cannot genuinely say it's a bad movie. Uh, I think part of it was my frustration from the day, so I just wasn't quite right in the headspace for it. But because yeah. uh, I did just, I just watched it today because I was like, I want it to be fresh. Uh, but but also that it was, it was that confusion of like, this isn't the movie that I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn it!
1: He wanted Joe Piscopo. <laughs> I
2: I will say it is. uh all although you know. By today's standards, it is lacking. It is filmed. Uh, it, the cinematography is wonderful.
0: Oh, yeah,
2: uh, it, it, yes. is, it is made incredibly well. Uh, everyone does their acting job fantastically. They play their characters to a T. Um, and I had totally forgotten, even once the movie started, and I saw Oliver Platt's name, I was like, I don't remember him in this. <laughs> I love his character in this. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Um, so like, like, and like I said, I can't, I can't genuinely say that I didn't enjoy it. It's just that looking at it critically, it is not a good movie.
0: See, so it's, and that's funny. Cause I actually had the complete opposite reaction. I remember seeing this movie, God, I had to be maybe like 12, 13. I know we, we rented it. Um, <clears throat> and I didn't really care for it the first time I saw it. Then I saw it again after I first moved out of my parents' house, so I was like, you know, in my early twenties, and I remember enjoying it for what it was. But I, again, it wasn't like, eh, okay, it's not something I'm gonna really rush out and watch again. Watching it this time, I really enjoyed myself with it. Like I thought this was a really cool story, and I love all the 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 performances. Like even even freaking uh, what's his nuts, uh, Hurley uh, Baldwin, William Baldwin. Yes. Like, he plays a great asshole <laughs> Like, I was really impressed with everybody in this film And, um But don't
2: all the ball twits
0: <laughs> This is true, that
2: is well, true Well, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah they Is, all it, do is it
2: really it's just, acting?
1: It's just different forms, I think, for me. Yeah. Like, Stephen's the religious asshole And then <laughs>
0: This is true because William Baldwin has played a perverted asshole a couple of times. Right, and he's
1: pretty good at it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, which makes you wonder, like, what's his real life like?
1: Uh, Actually, Uh, I think he's very religious as well. So, I don't...
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, he may actually be a very perverted asshole.
1: Right, he may actually be. By the way, I want to add real quick, I want to add real quick, this is probably one of three Julia Roberts movies I like. I hate Julia Roberts. Yeah, I'm
0: not a fan. Right. I, I'm genuinely not a fan. It's funny I because I have to agree. I,
1: text,
0: I texted one of my friends uh, while I was while I was watching this because she asked me what we were covering, you know, upcoming on the Boogeyman's Closet. And I was like, oh, well, you know, one of our friends has a birthday coming up, so we're we're doing a birthday special. And I said, I gotta say, I normally don't like Julia Roberts, but I'm really liking her in this.
2: <laughs> see, every time every time I see her, I just picture that stupid obnoxious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I always picture the uh family guy uh joke. I forget what, what award she was getting, but she was like, me, <laughs> me. <laughs> like, so I always hear that in my head. But um, uh yeah, oh, by more,
1: the way, and so let, let hold on, hold on, we gotta do a thing <laughs> for Maurice real quick. Um the soundtrack, uh, it's okay.
2: Uh <laughs> you know, m- I, more than anything, I will I will say Two, th- two things to, to give my summation of this movie A, a, a positive note uh, One, I feel like I would have absolutely loved it uh, Both, you know, as, as a 1990s weird period piece mm-hmm. And uh, and just as a movie in general If they trimmed maybe 15 to 20 minutes from it It is very uh, long I, I feel like the pacing is a little bit off and I feel like that's that's honestly probably my biggest complaint is I feel like it's
0: paced very wrong. You know, I'll, um, I'll I'll definitely give you that. There's there's more than a few scenes that felt very unnecessary to the plot.
2: Um, and yeah, so by by the time it got to the end, I was like, okay. I mean i I didn't I didn't hate this movie by any means, but it's got some problems.
0: I, I will say both of the, um, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call them, ghosts, visions, whatever, the, the two children that we see, um, mm-hmm. I laughed my ass off at both of them. H- Hoodie Boy and, and the little girl oh, swinging insults had me dying. She's,
1: I, she's I amazing. See, I, didn't I didn't say see
0: anything, amazing. like, terrifying about them. I mean, I guess in in the context they were, but... Well, yeah, I mean, if okay, putting yourself in the shoes of these characters, if suddenly a, a little kid in a hoodie showed up with a baseball bat or a hockey stick and started whooping my ass, I'd be pretty terrified. <laughs> but, you know, watching it happen, I was giggling like a madman.
2: <laughs> you know, more than anything, though, it made me want to go watch Dark City.
0: <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie so much. <laughs>
1: and obviously, at some point, we are going to talk that this had a remake and I've never seen it. I will. though, um, so
0: go ahead. Seeing, re- rewatching this for like critically made me want to check out the remake for, for good or ill. I do want to see it now.
1: So, cause of course we're going to go on a side tangent now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a very long time to watch that remake, even though it's not that old, it's only from what? 2017, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Cause when I heard it was a remake that that cause of course it's my favorite movie. So of course I'm gonna be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I've given you all <laughs> these other ones and you want to take my favorite movie. Fuck you. And I think by this time that's horrible Heather's remake had already come out too. And yeah. so I was already like, Are you fucking kidding me? Um so when I was like reading up on that, I, I had read Keith Kiefer Sutherland was coming back for this. I was like all right Okay, and then I had read that he was playing his same character. Mm-hmm. That ended up being a downright lie. I have a feeling that was something from the movie company going, we're going to need to bring people in. If they think this is a sequel, which actually probably would have been better, I, it, it probably would have been more enjoyable for me. Not that I don't like the remake, because I did watch the remake. I did like some of the choices they went with it. Some of the I acting's can... much worse. But I, I, think it, you... I think it would have been better if it had been a sequel and not a remake.
2: <laughs> I can okay. I can give you the reason that he they said he's the same character. So they can get people in the seats. There's a cut scene from the end of the movie. You can find it online.
1: Of course. From the remake or the original
2: from from the remake where he talks to the students and basically reveals that, you know, he just changed his name. Now, of course. He knows what they did.
1: Yeah. See, yeah, okay. I think I think it would have been a lot better if it had been a sequel where like the these students found out about this experiment and kind of were bugging him about it and decided yeah. to do it on their own. But it's just like, oh, no, it's just Elliot Page is now, you know, the Nelson character is what See, I mean. I think Elliot that's... Page, who was then Ellen Page. So just to get that out. There. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: there, there's I think there's a lot of remakes. Uh, we actually discussed this on Raised by Rentals. There's a lot of remakes that could very easily just be sequels or other stories in that same universe where it doesn't have to be a remake. We don't need the origin story again. You know, there, there's a lot of that out there. Yeah, and I it, feel like they're starting to, Hollywood's st- finally starting to see that, but eh, they're still doing some shit I can't stand.
1: <laughs> like I said, I I was ended up being a li- highly surprised by it. Like, it actually does have some amazing special effects and visual effects in it. Um Mm -hmm. not I mean, well, well improved from what's here, to be honest. Even though this still has amazing visual effects in it too. And (laughs) cinematic. But like I it still was like it's the same it's just the same story. It's just you just you put, you know, new people in. You know, that that was it. And I think it would have been better if it had been a sequel. Right. Well even though it would have still been the same story, but a sequel would have been more fun, I think.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing. You can do like a legacy sequel where they repeat the same mistakes or the same adventures that the previous films showed us, but just with new characters and new twists along the way. And most people will eat it up. I mean, hell, there's a reason that there's a long-running Friday the 13th franchise. People don't care if it's the same thing. Just give us a couple new kills and we're happy.
1: Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But anywho. (laughs) Yep, let's move on Let's jump into the cast here So, we have uh, Nelson Wright Played by Kiefer Sutherland Who we already saw in The Lost Boys But he's also in Stand By Me, Young Guns 1 and 2 A Time to Kill, Three Musketeers Movie we keep talking about over and over again Freeway, I want to get that on the show Uh, Dark City, Phone Booth, Mirrors, 24 He's in a lot of stuff Um, The Vanishing, do you guys remember
1: that movie? Yes, I actually enjoy it My brother hated it I really like that movie. <laughs> my no, brother likes the like... original. Blame him with my talk on re- originals.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was say. I, wait, there's there's a remake. That was, that was a it's,
1: remake. It's a remake. No shit, I didn't know it's that. The original, the original, it's from another country, so it's a completely different language. But oh, you know, uh, it ends differently. The movie. Okay. So well, the, the original ends differently from what the remake ends.
0: Interesting. No, I never knew that. No, well, now I'm gonna have to look this up um because i really like that movie but uh, then we have uh dr rachel manis played by julia roberts uh pretty woman the pelican brief my best friend's wedding Notting hill oceans 11 oceans 12 mirror mirror oh. a lot of stuff
1: All oh, which suck <laughs> <laughs> all right it's have... okay but you know i,
0: saying, I like oceans <laughs> 11 <laughs> um then we have david labraccio played by kevin bacon Uh, Friday the 13th, Animal House, Footloose, Tremors, Wild Things, Stir of Echoes, which I would love to get Stir of Echoes on here. Uh, Hollow Man, Super, which, God, if you guys haven't watched Super, go check it out. Um, X-Men First Class, and he's in the upcoming Toxic Avenger reboot, which I cannot wait for. Then we have uh, Joe Hurley, played by William Baldwin. Backdrafts, Sliver, Virus, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Parenthood, Gossip Girl, and the Purge TV series. And then Randy Steckel, played by Oliver Platt, who we saw in Lake Placid, who's in Working Girl, Benny and June, The Three Musketeers, A Time to Kill, The West Wing, 2012, and X-Men First Class, and then, uh, most recently, the Fargo series.
2: Listen, all I'm saying is, I don't think I ever realized
0: that, uh,
2: like, if if he can do a decent accent, he and Toby Jones could play relatives.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I could say them, see them mm-hmm. playing brothers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting.
1: Okay, like, and that's like, the accent right there, like um. ang- angry
2: estranged brothers <laughs> fighting over you know the which one actually invented the toaster. <laughs> yeah, could see it. I, this is the movie that I've just made up, and I'm backing it up with this gun <laughs> lent from me to lent to me from the National Rifle Association.
0: <laughs> oh man. So for anyone that's listening to this and going, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, what is this movie about?
1: (laughs) What have we been talking about for the last half hour
0: already? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It's basically uh, five medical students experiment with near-death experiences until they start to have uh, their past tragedies come back to haunt them. So they kill themselves, and then they bring themselves back just to see what's beyond the veil. And they're all real dicks about it yeah they are
1: some more than others.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nelson especially <laughs> Jesus. but uh we open with a shot of Nelson Wright standing by the water at sunset saying today's a good day to die
1: well first of all <laughs> let's let's talk about the creepy statues <laughs> for the opening credits. yeah
0: yeah there there's just a lot of pan buys of, of creepy there, statues.
1: there's some nifty, creepy statues, and I think more movies need to be more gothicy and spooky like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I a feel- layer of spooky. See, this I feel deb- like. Oh, go ahead.
0: I, I, I was just gonna say, I feel like, like pretty much the entire opening is unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I, I actually disagree because this next scene, uh, we meet David Labraccio working in a very chaotic hospital, um, and I do like the what that the one doctor was like, it's all these damn crackheads. I was like, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I've got I was problems with this scene.
2: So. <laughs> I was just thinking about Kiefer walking through like the,
0: the church area. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, yeah, because th- this opening, th- this this chaos in the hospital is really intriguing because, like, you have you have a patient seizing on a table. Then some nurses come running in with another patient. Uh, she's hemorrhaging and they they think it's from a basically a street abortion. And uh, the OR is completely filled and they're like, it's going to be at least 10 minutes until they can get her in. David tells them that that's going to be too late. She's going to bleed out. So he tries to perform the operation himself and he's a med student. So yeah.
1: so here's my issues. First of all, you got this crackhead going crazy on this gurney and the doctor tells you, go find some help. And what yeah. do you immediately do? You run and find another patient. Go, oh, my God, we got to help her.
0: Well, he probably <laughs> Not was getting like the
1: help for the other one. That's on top of all this. Well,
0: because. Keep in mind, no. they did say all these crackheads. So this is this is clearly not a, a first time occurrence. He's probably like, "Fuck that guy, I'm done with this.
1: But first of all, that they they get mad that he saved this woman's life. No one would be angry that he saved her. That she he saved her life. Mm, they would be I, like, "Hey, you probably should have got somebody." But no, thank I, you.
0: I, <laughs> I, I I disagree. I have all these years working in a hospital. There, trust me, there are those assholes that are just, they are so behind all the red tape that even if you break the rules and do something that ends up having, like, a very good outcome, like saving somebody, like, persons or property, they'll still go after you. Like, because I've had that situation a few times where I've had to have the union fight for me. <laughs> because Wow. Because I, I made a judgment call because we didn't have the time to follow per- certain procedures. And I, I won't go into it all here, but... There are those supervisors who are just complete dicks. <laughs> like so I that was very believable to me that someone would be like fuck you you're suspended even though you saved her. Thanks for saving her but fuck you get out. Like
1: See, that would have been a better reaction though? Fuck you for, sa- you know, fuck you. <laughs> but thank you for saving her.
0: Right. Also,
1: fuck you for ignoring the crackhead who probably OD'd in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> like- well <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean it, like i said it was probably a repeat offender and and again i will say and this is not good but for all the time working in a hospital when you have the repeat offenders there are certain people that are just like oh fuck this guy and it's it's bad but he might have been one of those guys so hey don't uh don't do crack kids
1: <laughs> <laughs> crack is bad don't do crack crack, and
0: crack cook. is whack okay <laughs> So yeah, so basically David gets uh, gets screwed over after saving this person. Now we get to meet the rest of the characters, where we see uh, Rachel Manis talking to several patients who had had near death experiences. They're all kind of going on about like the white light or the the like the one lady was saying it was it was a uh, was it a white light and lots of like singing, and then the other guy who she just trampled over <laughs> was just trying to say like he saw nothingness. <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: I saw white lights and then a chariot. And, oh, it was beautiful.
0: <laughs> that poor old man was like, well, I didn't see nothing <laughs> like that.
1: And she's I like, was it was good. <laughs> I was dead for four minutes.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So then we, we cut to uh, Randy Steckel and um, Nelson.
1: Ran- Randall Steckle, annoying friend to some lunatics. That's how, that, that's my name. That's my name for his book. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's clearly
0: the best character out of all of them. Yeah. But we, we cut to him and Nelson in class, cutting open a cadaver, discussing Nelson's <laughs> I project. I did,
1: I did right here. Susie would be having an issue with this foot.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. The, the cadaver foot. <laughs> But Randy, again, being the, he's the voice of reason throughout this movie. He's trying to tell Nelson that it's crazy. Like, do not go through with this. Uh, then Rachel comes down to class and they begin looking over the cadaver. Or she begins looking over the cadaver with Joe Hurley, who starts hitting on her. And so can begin, I
2: also I mean, ask, what sort of weird
0: medieval school are we in here? Yeah, it's like they were taking a, like, it almost looked like an art museum that was being converted into a medical school. I don't like, care. it looks awesome. <laughs> oh, it oh, well, does. The it, sets are great.
2: Everything makes sense. Everything about it looked out of time. Like it looked like they should have been like been in an operating room
0: in like the late 1800s. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's it's a very it's a very odd look, but I it is cool. <laughs> I will give it that. Every set looked awesome. Oh, definitely. But where the fuck are they? Right. But I feel like this is a Joel Schumacher thing. Like he he has he definitely has a thing for like weird statues and later neon paint.
1: <laughs> Cause, yeah. Even if you. Yeah. Because let's look at the Batman movie. Yes. Yeah. They're,
0: and, and even hey. though
1: that was the gothic of that co- converts over from the Tim Burton one. But still. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I
2: don't want to uh, spoiler alert for later in the movie, but hey, we do even get some close up nipples and butt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, here here I actually have a note right here uh, beca- about her. Uh, literally, it's like who allowed this dick into this medical school? And hey, look, there's a penis. Which one am I talking
0: about?
1: Sing. <laughs> 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 But yeah, like because I don't believe I don't believe they would have allowed Hurley into a medical school. No, (laughs) No. I don't. I think somebody paid a lot of money to just have him skim by. (laughs) I mean, that's that's very
0: possible because I feel like he's the type of guy that like during the like application process he would have tried to fuck the secretary.
1: And you know what? That's it. That's that's exactly how he got into medical school. You just nailed it. (laughs) He He, fucked his way in. he, He fucked his way in. (laughs) Administration.
0: (laughs) but yeah so right away we get to see that hurley is that type of character because he's he's hit like his very first uh scene with manis and he's hitting on her so nelson comes over and interrupts explaining that both uh steckel and hurley are on talking to manis that both steckel and hurley are on board and he needs her to administer the injections she tells him that she has no interest in watching him kill himself he smiles at her and goes i think you do and it's like which, by the way, is a lie,
2: right? <laughs> like so, like flat out, like he's cocky, he's arrogant, and he's a liar.
0: Yeah. Yep. Now, <laughs> now, Nelfi- just, just to further prove, like that, like I'll Platt's the only likable one. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Kiefer always plays uh, like unlikable characters. I shouldn't say always, but usually plays an unlikable character yeah but uh, so again basically he wants to kill himself just long enough to have a near-death experience and then be brought back so he's gathering uh gathering his friends to help him with this experiment so all of them are pretty hesitant about it but you know they seem to be intrigued so now we find out that uh Labraccio was suspended after you know taking it upon himself to save that woman nelson tries to recruit him for the experiment but he has no
1: interest can we so, can we figure out why he decided to repel himself out the window <laughs> instead yes. of using a stairwell? Like, this conversation could have happened in a stairwell perfectly yep. fine.
0: Because why do we Kevin need Bacon. to show
1: Kevin Bacon repelling out the window?
0: Because Schumacher was preparing for Batman. <laughs> he was like, and one day I will do Batman.
1: Year, nine years too soon, but okay. And
0: <laughs> let's get real ain't nobody
2: going to throw bacon out a window.
1: No, we've we've seen all of Kevin Bacon. We've seen all Kevin Bacon. He's very proud of that. And I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. I've seen Hollow Man. I've seen Wild Things. Um,
2: Yep, yep.
1: I'm sure they probably could have gotten him to do that in this movie. Um, So yeah, there's there's no secret there. (laughs) We know his religion. Let's just say that. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: Lord. But now we, we have a couple uh, a couple of scenes. That, this is kind of what, Josh, you were talking about, like, where it just they're unnecessary moments that just kind of pad the runtime. Like, yeah, they're interesting, but they're not really necessary for going forward. We have the scene of Manus talking to the old woman who is nearing death and she's going on about how. Don't let them bury me on Saturday. It's $150 more on a Saturday.
1: I will I will tell you that little old lady hits a little different for me now than it would have like three that's, or four years ago. That's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: like, very understandable. I'm
1: going, oh, I see a lot of what happened. But uh, by the way, she steals the other woman's flowers. Let's just yes. talk about that. Yes. You're stealing. <laughs> you're stealing flowers. for this. Yes, it's a nice oh. gesture, but you stole. Let's, to be, to be fair, it's there a, you go. That's what your sin should have been, but oh. no.
0: <laughs> but see, to be fair, it's that Tiffany chick that uh, is super annoying and just kind of steamrolled the old man who was trying to tell his story. Yeah. So fuck her.
1: <laughs> She's got the big old head '80s headphones on. That was great. Yep.
0: <laughs> but then we we cut to a skeevy sex scene where Joe is banging some chick and, and secretly recording it. I was like, what a uh, creep. Yep. What a creep,
1: then, even by 1990 standards.
0: <laughs> and he get, I, I love it because he gets a phone call that uh, goes straight to voicemail and it's Nelson. He's like, Joe, don't forget the camera. And then he like smirks and looks up at the camera in the in the rafters of his apartment. I'm like, you're a dick. This guy sucks. Yeah. For so, those
1: people listening, having a video camera was not very common at this yeah, time. <laughs> this is true. And they, we, the people at this time did not really have cell phones. And if they did, they did not have cameras. They were big bricks. The cameras yeah. were separate and were even bigger bricks.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now we, we cut to the group gathering for the experiment. Uh, Hurley and Steckle have a conversation where we find out that Hurley is engaged, but still sleeping around, as we saw. And I love it because Steckle refers to him as a pussy marauder. That, that had me cracking up. I'm like, that's... Wow, quite the name. But I
1: mean, so he's Nelson not wrong.
0: I'm right. <laughs> but the Pussy Marauder. That's Oh, that's a great that's a great title. But um, it's also the name of his band. <laughs> that's a good band name. Yeah. Um So Nelson runs through the uh, the explanation on how they'll kill him, uh, give him 30 seconds after brain death and then bring him back with adrenaline and the defibrillator. So His whole reason for doing this is to discover if there's anything beyond death, citing that philosophy failed us, religion failed us, and now it's up to science. So the group thinks he's nuts, but they're clearly intrigued and agreeing to go along with it.
2: Side Um, note, I don't think it was until this point in the movie that I figured out, uh, aside from the fact that, you know, he's a Baldwin, so he has that sort of Baldwin sound to him naturally, mm -hmm. uh, I kept going like, why— why does his voice it's not just because he's a Baldwin. And then around this scene I was like, aha. Aha. Alec wasn't doing an impersonation of Vincent Price for Leonardo Leonardo. He was doing an impersonation of his brother. <laughs> <laughs> because throughout this whole movie, all I could hear was Leonardo Leonardo whenever he talked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that changes this whole film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to do it next.
0: You
1: clerks.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Well played, Nelson. Well played. <laughs> Nelson gives them all a uh, a letter. You know, basically it absolves them from anything uh, in, in the event that he dies. So they begin the experiment. They put Nelson under. Steckle and Hurley both get cold feet and want to stop. Manus ignores them and goes through with the plan. Then Labraccio shows up and tells them that he has nothing to risk, so let him do it. (laughs) They remind him Nelson could die, and he's like, "Ah, I can bring him back. (laughs) And he he does it in
2: such, like, with with such
0: cool guy bravado that
2: only Kevin Bacon could provide for the scene. (laughs) He just, like, strolls in and throws off his jacket while the non-existent wind whips his hair back. It's just like, (laughs) don't
0: worry about it. I got it. I can do this. Well, I don't know if there was non-existent wind because I think they were doing that in like an open cavern with statues.
1: Right, there was a lot of wind going through that. There was like, like there
0: plastic reading, sheets. All
1: these do it like Steckles in the corner reading a leather a letter and like his hair's blowing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't notice his hair his hair blowing. I just like in that moment I was like, "They're inside. Why is his hair blowing?" <laughs>
1: All their hair was blowing. I do. I. I don't. I didn't make a note of it, but yeah, you're right. All the See, hair I, was. Blowing.
2: I only noticed Kevin Bacon's because he did it in such like that cool guy bravado way. It's
1: because he had that mullet <laughs> at the time. That's oh technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. That He's that, that got mullet. Yeah.
0: It's the bacon mullet. So now they 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 kill Nelson. <laughs> they start the count to bring him back. Now we cut to a POV shot flying over a field with kids playing. It's bright and sunny and happy. You know, everything looks cool. Then uh, the group finishes the count and begins working on bringing him back. Now, this is cut with more visions of the field, but they've gone dark and spooky. (laughs) Like, we hear wailing in the distance. We see, like, a stone corridor with a young boy in a hoodie. Lots of blue light. Just very dark and spooky. They succeed. Bring Nelson back. (laughs) I love it (laughs) because he goes, uh, was it? um, Stuckel goes, Jesus Christ, uh, the, the the I think it was Hurley he goes Steckle, That's some bedside manner. You're gonna make one hell of a doctor. And he turns <laughs> and goes, "Suck me."
1: <laughs> I was like, I've never heard that as an insult. Can we just talk about how they're not doing proper CPR though? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's not proper CPR, people.
0: There is okay, <laughs> and this was in the trivia too. There is a scene uh, I think it's a little later where they're they're doing the the CPR and they're bagging him. Like, they're using the bag to, to help them. Yeah. And then they switch to mouth-to-mouth. There's no... You would never do that. No. Like, mouth-to-mouth is only if you do not have that equipment available. That's... Mouth-to-mouth is emergent.
1: It's, yeah. And they and I did read that, too, because they even said, oh, there was uh, medical experts on hand. I'm like, then they would have showed you how to do it properly. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly like you got the medical terms down who knows if those were right
0: but you know they they talked to the same medical experts that tom six talked to about the human centipede where he was like it's totally medically accurate
1: (laughs) i mean they made a movie obviously uh exactly When do we cover cover that Uh, (laughs) you know i I would
0: not be opposed to covering the first one the second i'm just gonna say
2: I'm just gonna say point blank, you never go ass to mouth.
0: <laughs> but you do you, you do go ass to mouth to ass to mouth.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was at, I was I was at a COD one time when they were promoting that when nobody knew what the movie was yet. And mm-hmm. I felt bad for those three because they were just kind of st- sitting there. And nobody was coming up to them, but <laughs> they were next to somebody that everybody wanted to see. So these lines were forming in front of their table.
2: Oh so God, I who felt were they mad. next to? Oh, I,
1: I want to say it was Ted Raimi, but I can't remember if it was him or not. Because um, that would make sense because he yeah. I think he was in the corner and they were right there. It may have been him. It may have been Sid Haig because he was at that same con. Um. Mm. But, like, I felt bad, but I was chatting with the one the one person from the movie, like, every, when I was in the line. He's like, no, we don't mind. We're having a good time. Like, he's like, this is cool. We've never been to one before. <laughs> Something like that. I
0: so. mean, I've said it before on the show. Like, the first movie is genuinely an interesting mad scientist story. Like, it really is. The second and third are just how fucking gross can we be? Like, I feel like Tom Six actually... Kind of captured lightning in a bottle with that first film and got it right and made an interesting horror film that has genuinely scary moments and it's fucking creepy. And it's not just a celebration of like, hey, how gross can we be? He didn't understand what he had with the second movie. He's like, people like ass to mouth. Let's go more ass to mouth. <laughs> you know? And then part three was like, people really liked it. Let's go ass to mouth and fuck someone's kidneys.
1: Like, it was just, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Side note, if you could find the funnier, because it was a funnier die short. Like, it's mm. literally called uh, Human Centipede Support Group or something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen
1: that. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that like, is fuck, pretty cool. You were in the
1: front. You were in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Should I eat the cuttlefish and asparagus?
0: <laughs> oh, that's oh. the South Park one. I know that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I'm bringing that one up too. <laughs> no, I, I actually just made Jess watch that for the first time. The Human pad. <laughs> oh my god! All right,
1: back to the movie.
0: Back to the movie. Where were we? Yeah, we're, uh, we're, already, we're we're already just, we're fifty were minutes about, in. We
1: we're talking about bad bad CPR. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> my next note. My next note literally is I love this art direction. So I don't know what the, that could mean anything. So I don't know where we are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: all right. Well, I'll, I'll pick it up and run with it. Yeah. So <laughs> basically the, the group surrounds uh, Nelson. They want to know what he saw, all that. He explains to them that it's it's nothing like light at, light at the end of the tunnel, but there is something there and it's comforting. Um, They all leave and, and end up going to like a little convenience store uh, David st- sticks with Nelson and checks his vitals While the rest of the gang go to get him a drink Nelson tells David that his entire body Feels like a highly tuned instrument now He tells him that he can hear the sounds of traffic On Lakeshore but there's a hum Underneath it it's the street lights And he can hear it he goes underneath that There's a dragging sound that no one Can hear he's like I can hear it and feel it So basically He's he's got daredevil Senses now <laughs> Like He can hear way too much so David looks at him like he's fucking nuts. He's like, nah, <laughs> he's like, you're OK, though. Your your vitals are good. So Nelson laughs and goes, you're not buying any of this, are you? And he reminds him that he's an atheist and tells him uh, he's going to, you know, head off and catch up with the others that just are you going to be OK by yourself for a bit? And he, he tells him he'll be fine. So Nelson sits on the back of the truck, like parked in front of an alley and just kind of looking down this spooky alley. Now, this is, I think, where you're talking about the art direction. Yeah,
1: I think so, too
0: that the, we had those crazy neon graffitied like faces and skulls and all that shit on the wall. It's gorgeous looking like it really is cool. But we cut to um, David meeting up with the rest of the group in the convenience store. And he tells them that his vital Nathan's vitals are good, but he's talking like Lazarus back from the dead. And then we get the argument between Hurley and Manus on who's going to go next. So David reminds him that they got lucky with, with Nelson and they're not doing it again.
2: And Which then, is just, it's just such a ridiculous
0: discussion It's like, he's talking crazy Okay, who's going next? Right <laughs> Well, and it gets even crazier because Madness is like I'm i am willing to go a minute and 20 seconds And Hurley's like, I'm willing to go a minute and 30 And they're just like upping each other by 10 seconds
1: By the way, this is supposed to be a an experiment So yes, you would want other people to go Right to, You know, they're doing the right thing Like, but why?
0: But I think David is, is the only one that's like, yeah, OK, we, we did it once. Like, let's not risk anyone else's lives. Like, th- this isn't an experiment that, you know, we've all signed up for. We were just seeing what he could do. Like, fuck that. But yeah, Steckel and David both think they're insane. But Hurley insists he's going next. So now this is where we, we cut back to Nathan looking terrified sitting on the back of the uh, the truck and we're zooming across all the graffiti. And we hear like, it sounds like a like a collar rattling. And then we see a dog like limping and dragging its legs toward him, and so Nathan looks terrified and says "Champ." Nelson, and then the dog, you keep saying or, Nathan. Nathan,
1: Nelson. yeah, sorry,
0: Nelson. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know why I kept calling him Nathan. Like I, I, I did that multiple times while writing my notes. But Nelson, uh, you know, he looks terrified and then, you know says "Champ," and then the dog disappears. So. The group returns and Nelson tells him he wants to go home. Manus agrees to stay the night and watch over him to make sure he's okay. Now we cut to the dog running in the field from earlier, the boys in the field chasing it along, and the boy in the hoodie. Like, they're all running toward the dark and spooky trees. Now, at this point, it doesn't look like anything bad is happening other than they're running toward the trees. So then we cut to Nelson falling from the trees, screaming. Like, he's up in the trees, just like, No! (laughs)
2: Like,
0: falling out of the trees. So Manis wakes up, sees Nelson is having a nightmare. She goes over to him, checks on him, and he's like, I'm good. He's like, How you doing? He basically starts hitting on her. And she tells him to get some rest. I'm like, oh, burn. She shot you down, bitch.
1: What's in the <laughs> hole behind his bed, though? There is a hole. Like a, a you don't want to know. Hole behind
0: <laughs> that <bed>. that, <laughs> you don't want to know what he puts in there. <laughs>
2: Like, oh, that's his this, personal glory hole. I, I was get listening. a
1: feeling that bed is supposed to like slide into that hole. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I get.
0: We have like, we have like, discussed yeah, like, the cum pit before on our
1: show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cum quad; it's a cum pit.
0: Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, so now we we cut to Hurley watching a video of his engagement party, and he calls his fiance who is going to another school, kind of far from there. And he's very cryptic. He mentions that if anything happens to me, and then he kind of trails off. So you know, quickly scaring her. She's like, "Are you all right?" And he's like, "Oh no, no, I'm I'm fine." And he's like, "I gotta go." Like, he's, you know yeah, what, he's.
1: Though? You know what? With her personality like that, no wonder he's cheating on you. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, no, he basically calls up? and he's, he's just everything like, "Okay,
2: <laughs> everything's fine." Plug. Just wait for me. Everything will be fine.
1: If I should perish,
2: (laughs) I'm not going to perish. But if I should, then plug, just throw me out the window.
0: (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) So now we get we cut from that. To like more strange POV shots of we see birth and then adolescence, being surrounded by women. By boobs. And then, and then well, well, there's there's no boobs it's, yet. Like th- there's boobs. Yeah, well, they're in bras though. There's it's. Oh, no, there's
1: like, a boob right away.
0: I missed that. Yep.
1: <laughs> it must it's have been breastfeeding. That's what it is. Oh, it's supposed okay. to okay. simple of him. First of all, was he born in an ocean? Good Lord. Yes. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so we, we cut to we cut to Joe on the table and the group struggling to bring him back to life. Um, we cut back to more in black and white imagery. This time it's sexy time with the ladies
1: and more boobs.
0: <laughs> yeah. and then, then they all swirl around Joe as he's brought back. So we cut you to get the group the, and you get the close up n- button nipples. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> butt nipples.
1: There you go. Here we go. We got we got our bat nipples here. I think close yep. up butt nipples.
0: The Joel Schumacher butt nipple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, butt nipple. Yeah, damn dirty butt nipple. Um, so we cut to the group discussing Hurley's experience, and he tells them that it was vaguely erotic. And I lo- I love Steckel's comment because he's like, this guy dies and he gets laid, like. It just, it it seemed very much like a ha-cha-cha-cha-cha kind of moment.
2: See, I feel like he's the only one that's an asshole with reason. Because it's just like, y'all are just fucking idiots. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and bust your balls the whole time. I guess I'll help you because I got nothing better to do. But y'all are a bunch of dickhead idiots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So Hurley goes on to explain how it was something feminine and familiar. It was guiding him. Manus asks if he had difficulty at the end coming back, and he tells her that he can't remember. This is where David gets pissed off, because he pipes up calling bullshit on all of it, saying, you can remember everything except that. He's like, that seems a little convenient. So Nelson and Hurley try to try to tell him that if he doesn't believe him, he should go. And he refuses. So Manus reminds him that she's going next, and this time she's going to go longer. She's going to go a minute and 50 seconds. And then David pipes up and says he'll go two minutes. So suddenly he wants to go, because Manus was going to go. She tells him 210. He ups it to 220. Manis stops and Nelson says, looks like we have a winner. <laughs> so Banis grabs her coat and leaves. David goes after her. Nelson turns to Hurley and asks if he, if he has anything negative to say about his experience. And he smiles and tells him nothing at all. So Nelson at this point hasn't had any bad things happen other than the spooky vision in the alleyway. So there's more to come. But, uh, so we 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 cut to uh, David Manis arguing. Manis is pissed that no one seems to want to let her go through with the experiment, and David tells her that that he's he's the control in the experiment. He's the skeptic, and therefore he should go next. Uh, he says if if he feels and sees nothing, then there's no reason to continue the experiment. She asks him how does he explain to to people all over the or how does he explain people all over the world having similar experiences when it comes to near death. Like, how, why would it, why would they all feel that if there was nothing there? And he tries to explain it away, saying that maybe at the point of death, there's a chemical released in the brain that gives you a euphoric feeling, blah, 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 you know, making the experience more palatable. And she tells him, you're reaching. I'm like, I don't know. To me, that makes a lot more sense than, uh, you know, being surrounded by weird women and hoodie boys. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I'm gonna say, he's not wrong He is right, he should be the next one to go Because, yeah, at this point you've got two people Who believe in what's going on, have already done it mm-hmm. And he's the one who's like, yeah You guys are fucking bullshit, but yeah, I should do this Exactly <laughs> So,
0: she's like So, you know, what if you do have what Or what if you do have an experience And he tells her, then you can kill yourself For as long as you want <laughs> Which, that, that line did make me laugh Yeah So she asks her why she's so obsessed with death and she tells her it's a personal interest and then the two part ways. Uh, we cut to Nelson walking home. He heads down a creepy alley filled with Hollywood back alley stereotypes. We get the crazies, the hookers, the bikers, etc.
1: Why does he gotta go down this alley? Like, I've seen his apartment. His apartment right. should not be in this neighborhood.
0: <laughs> but I love it because one of the old ladies is screaming gibberish about too many appliances making you lonely. And then she looks at Nelson and goes, right, Nelson, because in the end, we all know what we've done. It's like, all right. <laughs> that was weird.
1: Like, Why do you know his name?
0: Right? So he Our looks terrified. Because Magic Hobo. Magic well, yeah, it's the Hollywood Magic Hobo. But he looks terrified and scurries off, continuing to walk home. Now, once more, we hear a whimpering dog. He follows the whimpers, like, down a corridor filled with blue light, like the one from The Vision, and he runs into the little boy in the hoodie and asks him if he's lost. The kid kicks him in the balls and proceeds to kick the ever-loving shit out of him. You fucking recognize
1: the dog 30 years later? Or, I should say 30, 20 years later, but you don't recognize the kid? Exactly. (laughs) That seems a little sus. (laughs) It doesn't
0: make sense. But... We cut to the next day. It's Halloween morning. We see uh, Hurley meet up with uh, that the girl that we saw. I'm sorry, I called her Tiffany earlier, but it's Terry, uh, the the annoying one from the the hospital that had all the flowers. Tiffany,
1: Tiffany fits better though.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she seems Which... like a Tiffany.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he meets up with with, with her, and uh, he he wants to talk to her about having a near death experience. He said, "Well, you know, he wants to hit on her, but he's like, oh, I had a near death experience too. I want to talk about it.'"
1: But she's like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, you were just sitting in a hospital room explaining talking over everybody. Right. Your your experience. All of a sudden you're like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. (laughs) So they go No, I don't
2: wanna talk about it. You wanna talk about it with your penis and
0: I don't wanna talk about (laughs) it with your penis. (laughs) And he's like no 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 We could sit down in the common area (laughs) So they they sit down and immediately she starts Just verbal diarrhea all about her experiences And we see two girls Watching a TV nearby And Joe looks over at the TV And we see his sex tape on it And he's like you know He looks shocked And the girl on the tape calls out Why did you do this to me Joe So he's like what the fuck (laughs) Because now he's seeing visions of uh, Of ladies he banged on tape so we cut to Nelson stitching cuts on his face from the beating he took from Hoodie Kid, and like that that scene is pretty intense. He's stitching himself in the in the mirror, and like it it lingers for a while as he's shoving that needle back and forth through his skin.
2: Yeah, like, he's no ah. Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Who does he think he is? He's not Schwarzenegger. <laughs>
0: oh man, so. He gets dressed, hears a jingling sound, looks at the front door, terrified, and we see a shadow kind of like underneath the door.
1: Hold He's on read- a second. Hold on a second. He gets dressed, he walks up to a rack of obviously dry, cleaned white shirts. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. oh, there yeah. is
1: a rack of them in the middle of a room. Yep. Like, I think I think his apartment of a million doors, first of all. Uh, yes. <laughs> which which is bed is just randomly in the middle of the living room. <laughs> I think I think this was the dressing room for everybody and they just went, We need a bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Throw hey, a bed. See, my I hey, never even thought it was his bedroom. I just thought he was somewhere on the freaking campus. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything is so strange.
1: His apartment has like twelve doors. It and does. all you see, it's like, okay, obviously one's a kitchen, one's a bathroom, but like the bedroom is literally in the middle of what would be the living room area. <laughs> Nope. And then there's a random room with a desk in it.
0: <laughs> and th- and there's a back door that he can escape out of because when he sees the shadow, he goes running away. Yes. Runs down the back stairs and then like comes around to the front and we see the shadows like coming around the corner. And he's like, no. And then it's just two trick or treaters like trick or treat. Like, looking all nervous. And it's like, you know, he gets that like, huh, kind of sigh happiness on his face.
1: Yeah, now your apartment's going to get trashed because you didn't have candy for these fucking children. Right. Yes.
2: assholes, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> also, could like, have, why have did have at least still... had
1: some Abba Zabba's.
2: Why did they just walk into his place? You're right.
1: <laughs> why are they going through the back?
2: Where him, is way? this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean...
0: And we we've discussed this on a couple uh, episodes before. Just geography not making sense, and this is another prime example of that.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm just I was endlessly confused about the geography. I'm like, where is this?
0: Why? <laughs> <laughs> so now we we cut to a massive bonfire slash Halloween party outside the school.
1: Right, and- right, right. Can I can I just? say something right here this is a joel schumacher film don't you think sax man should have been in that party group yes yes
0: (laughs) i will say though i love the the costume department they have uh there's these masks that i i absolutely love they're three like three-faced jack-o'-lantern masks yeah where it's it's a jack-o'-lantern that has like a face on on the sides and the front i thought that was cool
1: they the art department worked really well on whatever these extras were wearing. I think even, even the ones that were like just Elvis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the scene looks really cool, <laughs> but inside the school, we see the group setting up for the experiment uh, this time for David.
1: For some it's, reason on Halloween. Right. right. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Steckle protests that
0: maybe tonight's not the right time to mess with death. It's Halloween. It's a full moon. And they just ignore him and keep working. And then in comes Hurley uh, dressed in like a skeleton outfit And I love it, Costeco looks up and goes, who are you, Boner Man? It's like, he's got these great one-liners. So they put David under and kill him. (laughs) We zoom in, uh, we see uh, David sees like a bright red light followed like through a a rewind, like back through his life into the womb. And then a POV shot of him flying over snow-capped mountains. So back in the group, uh, Nelson begins losing his shit, asking Manis if, uh, "What if he doesn't make it back? Would you miss him?" Like he, Nelson becomes a real dick here, and he's suggesting that they leave David dead for another five seconds, maybe. Yeah, ten. this
1: weird, this weird like crush thing did not. I I will admit did not need to be in there because yeah. they don't really explore it. Like, <laughs> no,
0: not at all. Like yeah, it's it's clear that he has he has a crush on Manis, but he's like really skeevy and dickish about it.
1: Or is this just Kiefer Seller in real life because they actually were dating at this time?
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, nor did I.
1: Yeah, they were actually supposed to get married. Those two.
0: So <laughs> she he called it off
1: and left him for Lyle Lovett. We'll just say that.
0: <laughs> oh god. But uh, yeah, so while he's while he's under, uh, Hurley sees another sex tape vision on the monitor. Of one of the women saying I trusted you Joe And he quickly stands in front of the monitor Blocking it from everyone else's view Like they kind of need to see that Joe Get the fuck out of the way
1: (laughs) They need to see his sex tape? That's weird You guys are creepy
0: (laughs) They need to see it (laughs) They need to know (laughs) So both Joe and Nelson are kind of unraveling a bit Um, Then Dave is seeing uh, visions of a subway Children playing in a schoolyard and then back in the lab, we see that they're they're struggling to bring him back. Uh, Nelson is still being a dick. Hurley sees another vision of one of his conquests, this time in the camera. <laughs> and he's like, he looks at the camera, and he's like, nope. It <laughs> just pulls the camera down. Now, at this point, Dave is gone for over three minutes. So they finally bring him back at uh, three minutes and 50 seconds, to be exact. Dave tries to argue that maybe he wasn't fully dead. That what he saw was just stuff stored in his brain. They explain that he was fully brain dead and any activity would have showed on the EEG. So Nelson, uh, Nelson asks him what he experienced and he tells him what it, that it was like being paranoid without the fear, but it felt like he was being watched. And then Sackle pipes up asking who could be watching you. And then Nelson says the dead very cryptically. So we now get this argument throughout the group where Nelson wants to go again. Man is telling him that it's her turn. She's been bumped twice nelson retorts by telling her that the bidding starts at four minutes that labraccio went for three minutes and 50 seconds so anything less would be redundant steckel tries to tell nelson that that's a mistake that they almost lost david so manis pipes up four minutes 25 then nelson counters with five minutes manis and the group basically tell nelson that uh, she's going next or they're out he throws a temper tantrum about how this is mutiny and it was all his idea and you people are riding my coattails so he storms out of the room. Now we cut to Hurley and Steckle walking home. Steckle is going off about how crazy it is to go over four minutes. Joe looks at looks at some TVs in a like a shop front, and just sees woman after woman in each of the visions, and they're like, "You loved me, why, Joe?" Like so, he's freaking out. Now we cut to to Nelson arriving home. He sees muddy sneaker prints on his bed, turns around, and Hoodie Kid is there with a hockey stick and begins beating the shit out of him.
2: Which, again, like, it, as soon as it happened, I just sort of, like, snort laughed. I was like, yeah. This
1: guy's I, I, getting his ass kicked by an eight-year-old. Let's right. Just, like, and the, right. And then he, the Hoodie Kid sits on
0: him and does the goober drip. Like, he drips a goober, out, and it goes in his fucking mouth. I was like, ah, oh, dude, close your mouth. Stop screaming. <laughs>
2: It's so gross. Ah, spit in my mouth again. Ah. <laughs> that oh.
1: that that yeah, that was definitely Joel Schumacher. Yeah, let him spit in your mouth. Do it. <laughs> oh, so hey, gross. Hey Kiefer. Hey Kiefer. Why don't you Why don't you try letting him spit in your mouth? Let's get it on film. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I, I don't mean I don't mean to make fun of Joel Schumacher. I love Joel Schumacher.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Kiefer, can you show your nipple while you do it? <laughs> Well, he does show his oh, nipple yeah, a little no, later. Yeah,
1: there's, there's no <laughs> doubt Kiefer Sutherland was like fine with taking her shirt off in this movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but we do get a, a close-up Kiefer nipple at the end. <laughs> like and yeah, they kind of linger on it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but...
2: Lingering
1: nipple.
0: <laughs> so we cut to David waking up the next day. He sees Manis getting ready to leave. She stayed all night to watch over him. He asks her not to go through with it. And uh, she tells him that she needs to, that she lost people very close to her and she needs to know that they're in a better place. Uh, he tells her that, that he, he that he went farther than uh, or that if he, he felt if he went a little farther, that he would have ended up someplace good, that there was something watching over him. So she smirks and says, so the atheist believes in God. Now he doesn't answer, but he tells her he doesn't want her to go. So she tells him, just think of all we'll have to talk about when I come back. And then she she leaves. So we cut to her at the hospital uh, comforting some of the patients that are close to the end and she it's the little old lady again she tells her that uh, you know she has a better place to go after all this and it's okay to let go and then we see Manus in her what apartment a
1: doctor actually says that to a patient yeah <laughs> you, you, you 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 let the doctor lie to the patient you let the family go <laughs> and do that yeah. all right trust me on that one yeah um, <laughs> The, the doctors lie to the patient.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, now we cut to Manis in her apartment. This is the first uh, glimpse we get to see at her past, where she's looking at a picture of like a, a man in uniform standing next to a, ch- a small child, hold like kind of holding her. So we have to assume that's her father, which we will find out a little later. Um, but then we cut to to David on the subway, and he goes into a tunnel just like a vision. Or just like his vision, and suddenly the this young girl calls out from behind him. And now I wrote the whole thing down because I was. Oh, cracking thank up.
1: God! Thank God! Oh, this is, yeah. This little girl is obviously somehow related to me. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> she is the but, true star of the movie. She really oh, is.
1: God. The, way, the way she delivers everything here.
0: Oh, some of her, some of her, uh, her lines are just gold. Yeah. She starts off. She goes. She goes. Hey, Felatio, got a match? I do your face and my ass. <laughs> and he laughs and goes, Do I know you? She goes, You don't know jack shit. Butt needle dick, cock butt, jag off, <laughs> I'm frisked, corn, banana breath, shit bird, bird turd, turd face, kiss ass, brown nose, fart face, turd merchant. And she goes, What's the matter? Gonna cry? Cry, baby Davy, cry, cry. <laughs> and all the while, like, people are on the subway, like, pointing and laughing at Dave. And she goes, Shit-faced, rat turned
1: ass-licking Son of a bitch And they come out of the tunnel <laughs> Ex- and she's gone Excuse me, she has a Lisp during all of this, so when yeah. she Says, you son of a bitch Like, it's, it's perfect <laughs> Exactly
2: Uh, side note, oh. I absolutely adore The insult of Shitbird, it's so Ridiculous
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Jagov Jagov is not used nearly enough
1: I always yell Twat buckets <laughs> like, That's my favorite one. Like you fucking twat bucket. That's usually what I'm driving.
2: I just <laughs> want to know who came up with like who who really like looked at someone and was like, man, what's the most insulting thing I can call you? You you you, shit bird. <laughs> like, what?
1: Is now. I now like, it, is that shit made out of birds sh- or like a bird made out of bird shit or just like
0: a bird shitting. I, I don't <laughs> know. Well, she covered all her bases cause she followed shit bird with bird turd. So I mean, it's true. it's a bird shitting and a, and a bird's feces. So either way. Oh, oh my shit God. bird. <laughs> so they come out of the tunnel and the girl is gone. Dave looks a little rattled, you know, understandably so. Cut to that night, the group is gathered for the experiment, all except Dave. So they start without him, putting Manus under. David comes running in, asking how long she's been under, just over a minute at this point. He demands they start the process to bring her out. Nelson protests, saying she agreed to go four minutes 25. David yells at him to just do it, and they begin the process of reviving her. Meanwhile, we see what Manus is seeing. Uh, uh, First of all, she sees a painting of Jesus, then a welcome home party for her dad. Like back when she was a little girl. Now, this is where we, we get to put the two and two together that that photo was of her father.
1: This is where I will readily admit. No, yeah, you this just probably said it was could of have, Jesus. This, could be, this could have been cut down a little bit. This whole oh, yeah. her whole dream sequence. Like, yeah. Go on.
0: <laughs> but uh, uh, then we see her going like up the stairs to this this room at the top of the stairs with her mom yelling at her not to go in there. Then suddenly, Dad running out of the room and down the stairs, Mom yelling, it's your fault. And then we hear a gunshot. So they struggle to get Manis back. The power goes out due to some water dripping in the electrical box. So now they can't use the defibrillator. They panic and begin the chest compressions. By Man, the, way, vic- by the because... way, they go,
1: Joe, did you charge the battery? Who left Joe in charge of the battery?
0: <laughs> and did where?
1: Joe in charge of the battery? And where are
2: they? <laughs> Dear well, God, where are they? Also,
1: mom's a twat pocket, all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't Joe, tell your kid it's your fault.
0: Joe Even what it is. Joe misunderstood. He fucked the battery. He didn't charge it. Oh, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> yes, I charged it with my dick. <laughs> got it, got so it. So we continue the visions, and we see, uh, we, we see basically... Manus's dead father in the truck out in front of their house. There's a smoking gun in his hand and blood on the windshield. So we see, Was it? Nelson grabs a dose of, uh, was it? Uh, bretlium? Was that? Or Bertilium? I think that's how you say it? Bertilium? I think so. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know the actual, I didn't write down any of the terms. They're just too many. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But basically it's a cardiac uh, drug that they don't really use anymore because apparently it's really hard to get. But... Steckle freaks out saying that that would fry her that they they can't do it. Nelson almost injects her, but stops himself as David begs him, like, "Don't do it. I can bring her back." So they continue CPR, and eventually they do get her back. Cut to David, Nelson, Steckle, and Hurley talking in the next room, Steckle asks why david or blah, asks david uh, or why David tried to stop them, and he explains about the little girl. He tells him that there was that she was someone from his past that he used to make fun of as a kid. And she was standing there right in front of him, same age and all. Like, how is this even possible? Then Nelson immediately looks uneasy while Steckle tries to tell David that it was repressed memories bubbling up to the surface. Then Hurley jumps in talking about how he's been seeing odd things from his past too, women that he videotaped having sex with, having sex with without them knowing. Um, Then David asks Nelson who's coming for them. And he tells him that he, or who's coming for him. And he tells him that he thinks his name is Billy Mahoney. He's a kid that he used to pick on in school so then that's when he's like, what happened to your face, Nelson? And he goes, sometimes he gets a little carried away. So this is where they learn that Nelson knew and he didn't say shit. So they flip out on him. By and the course, way,
1: like, is it just these four people this happens to? Like millions of people die and come back to life.
0: Yeah, but see, <laughs> I, think, I think with these ones, because they were they were doing it on purpose. It was almost like it wasn't their time. You know, like, the other people, naturally, something happened to them, and it wasn't their time to stay, so they were brought back. These people are pushing themselves in and then pulling themselves out. So I think the whole, like, the idea is the spiritual ramifications of you're fucking with the realm of the dead.
1: Oh, there's somebody out there with a death kink who does this. i have always oh, guaranteed. <laughs> guarantee. Guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, I'm going to die and bring myself back to life somehow <laughs> I mean, there's, there's people
0: out there with, I forget what it's called But there's that fetish where you want to chop parts of your body off Um, oh, Yeah, that sounds sexy <laughs> I can't remember the name of it But it's a, it's a freaky fucking thing Like, people actually do this
2: Man, I can't wait to chop my arm off and jerk off with that hand
0: yeah, I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> that, there was that dude who his fetish was to cut off his penis and have someone cook and eat it, and he mm. did. <laughs> yeah, like, uh. it happened. <laughs> so uh,
1: and again, then there's people, you know, they like Rod Stewart. I don't get it.
0: Right, I mean, <laughs> rule, rule thirty four. And if then
2: there are the other people that like Jimmy Stewart, and uh, I don't get yeah. that. <laughs> Uh, uh, di- oh, did did you uh di- did you did you want an orgasm? <laughs> uh, I'll give you that if you give me a side of fried eggs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy, lordy! So when they're they're all flipping out on Nelson for for not telling him this, Steckle flips out saying hallucinations can't physically touch you. Like he's like. He's less worried about the fact that Nelson lied and he's like, you all are talking about like some kind of hallucination, hallucination, kicking the shit out of you. How is that even possible? So David asks when he knew and Nelson tells him he had his suspicions after Hurley went. So, yeah, they find out he's been lying the whole time. Uh, Nelson goes on to say that Manus was dead for five minutes and that she may know the secrets to life and death if he had told any of them that none of them would have went. And David says, at least we would have had a choice and storms off. So David goes to check on Manis in the women's room. She tells him she's fine and goes over to the sink where she hears someone behind her. And gonna, uh, she. Oh, good.
1: I'm going to say something. This light bulb that's above her head, though, looks like it's painted there. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: there's something odd about that light bulb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but go and on. She yells out once again. She said, I'm fine. Assuming it's David. And she looks behind her in the mirror and sees her dead father watching her. Now we cut to Nelson putting a massive lock on his apartment door, and I'm like, "How the fuck they're going to keep out a ghost?
1: Like, come on!" Well, he's shutting his million doors too. Yeah, it's just like, obviously, you know, ghosts can't go through shut doors. No, of course not.
0: (laughs) Not if they're locked. And then I love it because he sits in the middle of the floor, staring at the door, going. Daring Billy Mahoney to give it his best shot. <laughs> it's like, With all a right, driver in his hand. Yeah. Uh, we cut to, to David watching over Manus and he explained to her about the ghosts and tells, tells her that if she sees anything, she needs to talk to him about it. He suspects she's already experienced something, but she's staying quiet. He tells Steckle and Hurley that he says, su- uh, that, blah, blah. he tells Steckle and Hurley what he suspects and that she's not talking And tells him, you know, I'm going to stay here all night. You guys head home. So back to Nelson waiting for Hoodie Ghost. He falls asleep and has a dream of him and his friends as kids cornering Billy in the tree and hucking rocks at him while he begs them to stop. Then Nelson wakes up with Billy standing over him. He screams and Billy cracks him upside the head with the screwdriver, knocking him out. (laughs) This kid kicks the shit out of Kiefer throughout this movie. (laughs)
1: No. He's like 90 pounds <laughs> I know right
0: I want, No I'm I talking want... about
1: Kiefer Sutherland He's like 90 pounds <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want a hyper cut of that kid Kicking the shit out of him to the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> get on it listeners
0: <laughs> Oh my god So <laughs> We cut to Manis getting dressed the next morning And uh, we get a jump scare of her dead dad Watching her in the mirror Manus looks around terrified and hurries to get out of the apartment. David asks her where she's going, and she says, I'm late. And uh, she goes, I have to talk to her. I have to warn her. And she takes off. She shows up at the hospital looking to speak with the elderly patient who was ready to pass. And she finds out that she's too late, that the woman already died. She begins crying, and another nurse tells her, you have to get used to losing them. And Manus says, I wanted to warn her. The voices were wrong. There's nothing beautiful out there. I'm like, what a dick move. Like, let's let's examine this for a moment. This woman is on death's door, and you're like, it's okay. It's okay to let go. Like, be at peace. And then you're going to come back and be like, look, I know you're ready to die, but there ain't fucking nothing out there. You're going to die, bitch. Like, why would you do that to somebody?
1: Because she's a twat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so horrible.
0: Like, just, yeah, here, you're going to pass filled with anxiety. I was like, wow, that's such a dick move on her part. So we cut to kids playing on a playground where we see a group of bullies surrounding a girl, the, the little girl from the subway. One of which is very clearly a young David who still has the mullet. <laughs> they mock her and push her around, forcing her to cry. We pan out and see adult David staring at an abandoned, overgrown playground. We cut to Hurley walking to his apartment. And I love this scene as he's walking to his apartment, random women start hitting on him using pickup lines. That sound like something Joe would have said, but it's just just like all like, how you doing, baby? You know, just like the constant hitting on, I would crack it up. We don't have to
1: talk. We could just lay there in our underwear. Yeah. And
2: so like all of them were so like weirdly delivered and had vague hints of accents. Like that one specifically was like, we don't have to do anything. We can just lay in our underwear and not hatch.
1: <laughs> oh my god! So he goes into his. I wasn't. Bil- I wasn't picking you up. I just picked you out. <laughs> yes. Yes. So he goes into
0: his apartment, and there's more random women hitting on him.
1: Get in, there in his apartment.
0: Oh, wait, right. you're a ghost <laughs> Well no, this is this is the apartment building. He hasn't gotten into his room just yet. Because then when he gets in his room, it's filled with them. Like they're having like a ghost party up in his in his apartment. And so he tries to like run up the spiral staircase and there's just woman after woman hitting on him. He eventually gets to his bedroom where he finds his fiance waiting. And uh, she's not a Vision. He's like, are you really here? Let's talk about
1: the the last woman, though. Like, the face she makes. Like, why did he choose that woman? (laughs) 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 Like, that woman does not make a pretty face. No. I'm
0: too
1: tired. I (laughs) forgot what she even says. She's like, you don't have to do anything. (laughs) Or I'm tired of playing the field. Like, it's an ugly face. Yeah, it's an ugly face. <laughs> Why does that woman get picked? Like, he obviously is not going for for, for ugly women. Like, right. he's, going, he's going for women he probably couldn't get if he was just normal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he was he was tired that night. He was like, I don't want to stay out all night. <laughs> eh, you'll all right. Do. all right.
1: He probably had a few drinks on that one. OK, I'll give <laughs> you it. I'll give you it.
0: It's it's like when you don't want to cook and you just pick up McDonald's,
1: you know. I'm not saying the I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying the woman's ugly. She's just not the best looking out of the group. That well,
2: the face she makes is ugly, though. Yes. Yes. The yes. face
1: she makes is
2: ugly. Like regardless oh. of whether or not she is ugly, her the face she makes is right.
0: So he he escapes the visions and sees his fiance sitting in his in his bedroom and she t- he's like what are you doing here and she tells him that you know basically you scared me with that phone call and um he goes how long have you been here and she's like enough to, or long enough to see these she's watched all of his tapes so she knows everything he did she hands him her engagement ring and leaves him
1: so i mean it probably was what maybe 15 minutes to watch all those tapes
0: i'm going <laughs> to guess cuz he he doesn't look like he would be uh, at that for very long <laughs> And, yeah, each
2: one needs its own tape. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> also, like,
0: really, what are you watching on that tape? Because it was it was angled down, so it's just basically your own sweaty back and you smiling back at the right. camera. You're yeah. literally
1: just I, is 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 your fascination your own ass. Is right. That what, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little of the gooch, and then that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So she's out. Now we cut to David calling the mother of the little girl from his past. He explains how he needs to get in touch with her. Her name's Winnie. And he gets her phone number and address. So he goes to leave and runs into a very ragged and beaten Nelson. Nelson asks if he could go with him because he doesn't want to be alone. So now we cut to Manis, Hurley, and Steckle in class cutting up the cadavers. Manis is clearly not okay. And she begins seeing a vision of her father as the cadaver. He reaches up to her. She backs away, knocking over a bunch of equipment, and takes off running. Uh, she rushes, you know, rushes out of class. Hurley goes to go after her, and the teacher's like, you know, if you leave now, you'll face the consequences. And he's like, fuck it, and he leaves. So fuck your class. But uh,
1: he, he was failing anyway, so let's let's face it, he's fine. You know, you know
0: <laughs> what I think they're gonna say. You know what I think they're trying to say. But he has no class. Oh. Oh. I think he was just like, eh, I'll screw the teacher and I'll pass. (laughs) He's just (laughs) going to come back and fuck the teacher.
1: I've already been fucked over once today. So it's okay. I I could get fucked over again.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) So now we, we cut to David and Nelson arriving at Winnie's house. Nelson says he'll wait in the car, and David goes over to the house. He explains who he is and why he's there and ends up talking to Winnie, who wants to forget about her past. He apologizes for the way he treated her, telling her that he was wrong. Meanwhile, in the truck, Nelson starts to see visions of Billy running around the car. He panics and locks the doors, rolling up the windows. Yet, it's one of those like trucks with the uh, the canvas backing the soft
1: top. Yeah, it has yeah, a soft top.
0: It's got a big old flappy open back.
2: Also, I feel like this movie could have been called uh, you know, Visions
0: of Billy. <laughs> visions of billy dancing through my head
1: can we just take a second here that winnie's doing fine she's got an yeah. industrial like greenhouse in her yep. backyard
0: got a family like, she, like, she's happy she's like, doing good like
1: like you don't need to come and apologize winnie's but, fine
0: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah because <laughs> she even tries to tell him she's like you know it's been a long time since i was that ugly little girl and he tells her that you were never ugly basically i was an asshole And
1: she's got got the greenhouse every every like woman in her 30s up wants. I'm sorry. It's true. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Even if you can't grow a plant, every woman wants that greenhouse.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she thanks him for apologizing and he and he leaves. Back in the truck, hoodie boy jumps Nelson with a pickaxe and starts kicking the shit out of him. He struggles to fight him off, but Billy slowly pushes the pickaxe down, cutting Nelson. See, I have an important question. What's that? Where is Billy getting these weapons? Well, the pickaxe we actually do see in the truck. I don't know why David had it, but David did have a pickaxe in the truck.
2: I'm just going to assume the rest of them, Billy literally pulled out of his ass because he's a ghost like that.
1: (laughs) Well, the screwdriver he stole from Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, the hockey Maybe. stick. That's the that's the one we have no idea what where that came from. The hockey stick.
2: And <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice the pickaxe to be fair.
1: There
0: there was a game of street hockey happening on a nearby convenience store rooftop and, you know. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody
1: wasn't supposed to be there that day, so that's why yeah. it was going on. Yeah.
0: You know, he just borrowed one of the sticks and and took off. But so, David comes to the truck, finds it locked, mm. looks through the windshield, and sees Nelson struggling with no one, cutting himself with the pickaxe. He decides mm. to smash the window to get it. What?
1: Why? <laughs> like, Why? Do you, you have a soft top? Go around the back, open it up, dick. You can't get damn window. <laughs> and he's in the back. Nelson is in the back
0: struggling. So, you have to get to the back anyway. Like, what the fuck were you doing? And we still see the back flap like fluttering in the breeze. Hey, he's... listen,
2: this is the same guy that decided to leave the dorm out the window. So That's
1: true. This, <laughs> is this is true. <laughs> this is very true. This, 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 I'll,
2: I'll defend that as being right on, on par with his character so far. <laughs> this
1: is true. Fair this point. Is true. Fair you point. know what? You know what? He is the atheist. Maybe he doesn't believe in flaps. I don't know.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There is no flap, only Zool. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) David gets in there, gets Nelson a snap snap back to reality. And Nelson asks, where's Billy Mahoney? And David tells him that there is no Billy. It's just the two of them. And Nelson looks terrified. So we cut to Hurley, Maness, and Steckle waiting outside David's place. David shows up and they tell him what happened to Maness in class. He asks her how she's been or, you know, how she's doing. And she says, fine for someone who keeps running into her dead father or I'm sorry, fine for someone who's been running into her father who's been dead for 20 years. And then she, I'm sorry. I know this uh, line was supposed to be poignant, but oh, I, cackled.
1: I I know exactly what line you're going to say because she goes go ahead.
0: Death is beautiful. What a bunch of crap. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I know that was supposed to be meaningful, but it's really funny. Oh, man.
1: I get a feeling like this wasn't supposed to have Julia Roberts. Like, I have a feeling that part was originally supposed to be another guy and somebody went, you know what? We have to put a woman in.
0: Like, yeah. Maybe, like, yeah that, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Like let's, how do we write a woman? Uh... And, then, and then then we
0: need to make a love triangle because yeah. well, there's a woman in it now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's where the extra half hour came from.
1: Maybe. <laughs> You know, I
2: I, also just as as another fun side note, if you if you watch this on Amazon and you happen to have the subtitles on, it adds a whole layer of comedy to it because the subtitles are so weird and fucked up.
1: They don't match up on the DVD either. (laughs) Oh, man, they're bad. There's one's ones missing. Yeah, there was words that are different. Like they mentioned something earlier, like we got REM. I'm like, that means you're sleeping yeah like what are you talking about yep. is, oh if, yeah they' are rep if you've got rep okay, that's a different thing but you say yep. rem
0: <laughs> i i swear it's it's like I feel like someone that was hard of hearing was was typing out the subtitles for this yeah. movie um uh, there's there's quite a few movies though that we we've covered before that uh they either have like wrong stuff or it just says inaudible, and it's <laughs> like. They clearly said something. <laughs> Why does it say like we we discussed that on on the Hellraiser episode? There's like two moments where somebody says something that's like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just like what did they say? And it just says inaudible on the subtitles. Like all oh, right, no, that's funny. <laughs> but the group now goes off on Nelson once again for not telling them what happened after he died, uh, and he you know the fact that he allowed them to go through with it anyway. He gets up on his high horse, telling them they were all eager to ride his coattails and, well, welcome aboard. They're your your sins. Live with them. So the group continues to argue until Manus walks away. David tells Hurley and Steckel to help Nelson find Billy Mahoney and runs after Manus. (laughs) They're like, who's Billy Mahoney? Like, what the hell's going on? And then this is where Nelson tells him that he be- that our our what does he say? Uh, our beloved David feels that he's uh, found a found a cure for our karmic problems or something like that. I forget exactly atonement. how he it works. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He just basically t- says atonement.
0: Yeah. So Dave, uh, Dave catches up to Manus and they go into his apartment to talk about what's going on. She tells him that her father's death, like she tells him about her father's death when she was five. And uh, he tells her that he can't blame herself for that. And then she tells him, David, you said it yourself. It's people who we've wronged that want revenge. He explains how uh, talking to Winnie today, you know, and apologizing for what he did, lifted that burden from him. It was like a spiritual experience. And he tells her that her father is in a better place and wants her to let wants her to let him go. Uh, she asks, then, why is he back? And he can't answer, her, so they just end up hugging. Now we cut to Nelson, Steckel and Hurley in Hurley's car. Nelson tells him to stop and then he knows a shortcut and then he just grabs the keys and runs off, leading them on a wild goose chase, like down back alleys again with the back alleys and like leaping over a fence, <laughs> which like, again, where
1: are we? <laughs> <laughs> a random dog shows up yep. and, and then they scale a wall yep, and they're yep. in a graveyard.
0: Leads them to the graveyard. So he sh- Nelson brings them to Billy Mahoney's grave, and says, "Want to know how I knew he was here? I put him here." <laughs>
1: it's like, "Oh shit!"
0: So you, like, Hoodie Boy.
1: We we kind of got that idea. Like you didn't have to like really say it, but we got it. But see now, and th- now <laughs>
0: this brings this this brings it back full circle to the beginning. Why the fuck didn't he recognize Hoodie Boy? Like, yep.
1: yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know who he is. Like, you, why didn't you recognize him?
0: You clearly cared enough to know where he was buried, too. Yeah. So it's not like you've just been like, oh, shit, I completely blacked out killing that child as a kid. <laughs> like,
1: By no, the way, no. this kid's got a fancy tombstone, even though yeah. it's covered in vines. Yeah, it's
0: a it's a pretty big tombstone.
1: He's got he's got one of those gothic tombstones. All right. I yep. wish I wish I have. We don't see those anymore.
0: No, <laughs> not at all.
1: <laughs> Those even a word a thing then, but you know, we'll go on.
0: <laughs> right. So we then get a flashback of the kids throwing rocks at Billy in the tree. Nelson hits Billy. He loses his grip, falls out of the tree, breaking branches on his way down. One of the branches falls on Nelson's dog, breaking its legs. And then Billy cracks his head on a rock and dies. So Nelson tells him that how he was sent to, and I'm assuming this was a military school. He says the name of the school. I'm like, I don't know. Military school, (laughs)
1: something school for the boys. Yeah. Yeah, It may have been.
0: And so he was sent, sent there when he was nine, that he was taken away from his family. And he yells at the grave saying, I thought I paid my dues. And uh, Nelson looks at him and tells him, Dave is right. I can, he goes, I I can still make amends. And then he runs off telling Hurley that he needs to borrow his car. So he leaves the two of them in a graveyard. (laughs)
1: He's like I'm taking your car. Bye.
0: So, that sucks. Now we cut to Manis and David uh, in bed sleeping. Manis wakes up, sees a red light coming from the bathroom, and goes toward it. In the background, we hear David getting a phone call. In the bathroom, Manis sees her father sitting there with her back to her, or with his back to her. And uh, David knocks on the door. Suddenly, the red light disappears, and he comes in and tells him that, uh, tells her that Nelson freaked out and stranded Steckel and Hurley and asks if she'll be all right alone while he goes and picks him up. She tells him that she'll be fine, and Dave heads off to get the others. In the apartment, Manus once again sees the red light. The room transforms into her childhood home. She sees her mom ironing laundry, and she sees the forbidden room at the top of the stairs. She slowly goes up into the bathroom where she finds her father shooting up heroin. Uh, He sees her watching him, and and he asks her to forgive him. The two hug. Manus cries, and you know, says she forgives him. The red light goes away and becomes like a soft white light.
1: Can I? Can I tell you, I had a bit of a Nelson uh, Mandela effect on this one. Sure. <laughs> um, I almost, I almost said whatever Kiefer Sullivan's character's name was, but um, <laughs> Nelson, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I remember when I watched this in the theater. I remember because you see it on a big screen. I remember the walls moving after they hug. In this, Ah. so for years, whenever it was played on television, they cut it down. I never knew that as a child growing up. You know, they cut the sides, so I never saw the walls move. So I just thought it was something I imagined for Mm -hmm. years, like it from watching it in the movie theaters, that the walls moved. After after all this, it wasn't until I saw it on you know on my DVD where with widescreen that the walls were moving, and I was like, I was fucking right. The walls (laughs) moved. I was not I wasn't crazy. <laughs> Even though nobody knew that I was dr- g- g- gone nuts over this. I was Oh
2: dr-
0: yeah, that would have driven me insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've definitely <laughs> I've, I've definitely movie. had that. So we we cut to Dave picking up Hurley and Steckle and they explain to Dave about uh, Bill, about Billy being dead and Nelson feeling responsible and how he ran off saying he was going to make amends. They all realized that he may go on, try to go under by himself. So we cut to Manis and David's apartment. Nelson calls and apologizes to her for getting her and everyone else tied up in all this. She tries to tell him that it's OK, but he's not listening to her and tells her that he's going to go under again and hangs up on her. So she freaks out knowing he's going to try to kill himself. So we see Nelson in the lab setting up the experiment. Manis running from David's apartment toward the school. Steckle, Hurley and David
1: driving toward the school. Now we got to bring up what Steckle says. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you do it. He's he's talking about how he's glad he never went under Because he'd be haunted by his nanny who he stole a sandwich from Yeah, he goes, (laughs) good thing I didn't
0: flatline Otherwise, there'd be a 350-pound babysitter chasing after me Over a half-eaten
1: pastrami sandwich Let's be real,
0: I would have loved to have seen that
1: Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) How would he atone for that? Just go find her and give her a sandwich?
0: you have to go get a new sandwich, yeah Here, I'm sorry I, I think I they it. need to do
2: a sequel slash spinoff now About that <laughs> no. Oliver Platt finally decides to test out the technology Now that he feels that it's been perfected <laughs> There's been and, two movies worth And he's still just haunted by that
0: <laughs> It's like, I made you another sandwich I'm oh. sorry <laughs> This is so we cut to Nelson in the lab. He puts himself under and, and immediately starts seeing visions of Billy. This time he sees himself running from Billy and the others. Uh, this is intercut with images of the monitor flatlining. The guys get to the lab and immediately start trying to bring Nelson back. In the visions, we see Nelson has taken the spot of Billy. He's up. He's now up in the tree. Manis arrives and tells them that Nelson called her and that it's been over nine minutes. The group struggles to revive him with no luck. Uh, in the vision, Billy hits Nelson with a rock you know, he yells he's sorry, and then he, like, young young Nathan, or I keep saying Nathan, Nathan, young Nelson falls out of the tree and then cuts to adult Nelson in the scene that we saw earlier of him screaming and falling through the trees, hits the ground, and seems dead. The group fails to revive him. Manis and the others force David, uh, or, I'm sorry, yeah, Manis and the others force David to let him go, like, telling him that they've done everything they can, he's gone. David flips out, you know, not being able to to accept this, saying, like, I can still bring him back. He, like, punches the wall and then grabs a defibrillator and shocks Nelson again. In the vision, Nelson wakes up and sees Billy and Champ standing by him. Billy smiles and nods at Nelson and then walks off into some white light. Nelson can hear his friends calling to him and he starts to run back toward them. Back in the lab, they get a heartbeat and then a pulse. You know, Nelson is back. Uh, Nelson whispers, it wasn't such a good day to die after all, and thanks his friends for bringing him back. Pan out to a painting of God while choir music plays. Credits the end. So, yeah. (laughs)
1: Maurice would have
0: loved loved the music. (laughs) It was a a very (laughs) rushed ending, I feel. Like, there was a lot that wasn't rushed, and then that ending was like, this happens and this happens and this happens. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) It was kind of like, oh, our budget's running out. Come on.
0: Like, yeah. was, like, but it's like <laughs> Billy kicked the shit out of you How many times And then because you fell out of the tree And said I'm sorry He's like it's all good And walked away
1: <laughs> Like, like hey Now you've technically died too
0: Oh thanks right. dog
1: You that's get to I, go home
2: <laughs> That's all I wanted dog Thanks I just wanted that apology I've been haunting <laughs> you and kicking the shit out of you I just wanted you to fall out of the tree And be like I'm sorry Bye <laughs> Yeah. And there we have the very interesting story of the assholes Dab and Mantis and Nelson Norman Man and,
1: and uh, Mantis. Bon- Bo- Boner Man. You forgot about Boner Man.
2: Bo- Boner Man, yes. Boner Man, Stucky.
0: <laughs> Stucky. <laughs>
1: Oh,
2: oh, oh the very interesting characters of
0: asshole man peoples. <laughs> oh interesting flick. Yeah. But this is one of those movies that the uh the it, uh, the trivia that I could find really was just like this type of car was used, and like it was like really stupid <laughs> trivia. And then of course there's the the requisite IMDB trivia of, Oh yeah. Yeah, this one said Val Kilmer turned down the role of Nelson Wright and that Nicole one, I, Kidman
1: I, I could maybe I could maybe understand Val Kilmer, but I don't think yeah.
0: Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, Nicole Kidman was considered for the role of Rachel Mannis.
1: Like, eh, I don't know. But this I had to write this
0: down because it pissed me off so bad. There was a Washington Post review of this that describes the picture as a brat pack neo-gothic that plays like Frankenstein in reverse. I'm like, you just you just typed words. Yeah. That
1: makes no sense. You <laughs> what? Are a it's it's like Clippy showed up and going, hey, it looks like you're trying to write a review. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> like that just that that made me so angry when I read it. I'm like, oh, you pretentious dick. Like Oh, uh, it's so annoying. I don't uh, uh, How? How, <laughs> yeah. how how is Frankenstein in reverse? <laughs> like
2: Oh man, that's yeah. <laughs> Jesus, That's that's it's like saying Goonies is like Wolfman playing in reverse,
0: right? <laughs> like how? No, no, it's not. What's yeah. wrong with you? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh Lordy, Lordy! But uh, we're, we're we're at the end of the the show here. So does anyone have any final thoughts on flatliners?
1: Are we at the end of the show? Really? Are we? we? Are. You have me and Josh here. We could pad uh, this you know... on for another half hour.
0: <laughs> well, we're closing <laughs> it on 8.30, so I'm going to say oh. no. Oh, okay. Uh...
1: You know... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go... No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> you... no, you go ahead. You go. You know,
2: I enjoyed this movie, but there was a lot of Jesus. <laughs> it was like, I'm, I'm sitting... I'm sitting, I'm watching, I'm kind of bored, and then bam, Jesus in my face. And then sitting, I'm kind of bored, I'm watching, and bam, titties in my face. <laughs> and then I'm sitting, I'm kind don't of watching, and forget, bam, more Jesus in my face.
1: Don't forget, there was a penis, too.
2: Ah, there was, there was.
1: There was, a pe- it was there, dead
2: there, penis, there, it was a penis. Uh, there were a penis and there were four dicks. Yes. Oh, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna chime in with, uh, with the final thought is Peter Griffin and say yeah, uh, horror. It's more like a borer. Oh, <laughs> mic drop.
1: Mike, you don't need Susie or Maurice anymore. we'll, we'll come on every week. We'll, you got it. Yeah. We'll take this on That's a joke, Susie Maurice, that's a I, joke I feel like I just need to set up two
0: microphones And let you guys go like...
1: <laughs> Eventually, one day that may happen But who knows when
0: <laughs> Give it. Give us
2: the movie topic We'll discuss
1: Yes Give us something, we'll discuss We'll go on for three hours And we won't talk about that topic at all
2: <laughs> <laughs> This is very true
1: <laughs> we may start. Uh, we may start going down that road, but then I, we'll be like, you know what? Look at this eggplant over here. I
2: feel like <laughs> that would actually be a, a really really fun fun Patreon episode.
1: <laughs> Gosh, I don't think it needs to be a Patreon episode. I think this needs to be a regular
2: thing. <laughs> oh, I, I just I just made a, a really fun Boogeyman's closet. Oh, Patreon okay. where oh. like we they 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 set us to review a movie. <laughs> and uh, we don't
1: Okay, Josh, ready? Ready? <laughs> ready? I'm picking the movie right now Weekend at Bernie's, let's go All
2: right. <laughs> oh, Okay, I mean, did you know
1: <laughs> Go ahead
2: uh, That when they arrived to film uh, The original Tim Burton Batman
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, When they got to the soundstage They found the original Alien Queen Hive From Aliens still mostly intact No, I did not know that I did Isn't not it, know that. That's is that's cool. Like I would I, I would pretty much shit myself if I walked in to see the Queen Hive.
1: I mean I would too. Speaking of Tim Burton, uh he directed some other movies. He did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he also dated Helena Bottom Carter.
1: He did. Uh he directed though he directed uh Batman and Batman Returns and then decided not to, and Joel Schumacher took over, and that's how we get back to Flyliners.
0: <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm like, okay, there's got to be some through line here.
2: <laughs> also, uh, when you say Helena Bottom Carter, it sounds like you're saying Bottom.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Uh so, so do I get <laughs> my opinion on the movie now?
0: <laughs> I was going to say throw <laughs> give us your opinion.
1: Um, I still like it. I still, but I, I, but like I, you know, I was making fun of it throughout the whole thing. Uh, But yeah, no, I still, it's still one of my, like I said, probably one of my favorites of the top three. And my dog's sitting here like, let me go outside and piss, please. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, I still enjoy it. I love the art direction and the cinematography. Yeah, I said that wrong. Deal with it.
0: (laughs) The the cinematography.
1: Uh, (laughs) The cinematography. <laughs> uh, and and it's just I don't know why they're in such a gothic uh, hospital or uh, where they hospital. are. Um, I I I get the idea they're somewhere in Massachusetts. It just makes sense to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to me. Um, because you know if we if we go by that logic, they're probably not too far from Herbert West the Reanimator. You know. Ah, kind of yes. Yeah. See. Uh, and then they would have all these corpses for Herbert West um but no i i i still i still quite enjoy it yes i like it yeah it's, no, one, I, of my, it's one of my favorites i have fond memories i'm glad i'm glad you picked I, it
0: because it's been a long time since i've watched it and uh it was it was a it was one of those viewing experiences for the show where i wasn't go- like checking the time stamp, being like oh god how much longer do i have <laughs> it was like oh I, this is really good i kind of was <laughs> <laughs>
1: I only did because I was trying to re-watch it before we started the show. Listen, it was, I was like, a how very, much do I have?
2: It was a very, very long uh, retelling of Frankenstein, but backwards.
0: <laughs> with a Brat Pack in a neo-Gothic setting.
1: And again, it's like one of two movies with Julia Roberts that I actually like. Yes. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, I I like this, and some other movie, I don't know. <laughs> Some
0: other movie. <laughs> Some I other saying, movie. O- Ocean's Eleven, as we discussed, is o- pretty good.
1: O- Ocean's Eleven and probably something else. <laughs> not, not like my best friend's wedding. Not that. Or, yeah, no. Or, or, or Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. No. Uh, or, I don't know. I can't other, think of any other, other, other stuff. She of, did. I can't think of. I can't think of any other <laughs> Julia Roberts movies right now. Oh, Mystic Pizza, good. maybe Mystic Pizza is the one, but I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. But go ahead, all right.
0: Well, we will. Uh, we mention our social media here. So, for anyone not following us on the uh, social medias, it's the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice normally is the one that handles our Twitter. Uh, it's what you... at Boogeyman's the. Well, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> Great job! Great job! Great job!
0: <laughs> we do have a Patreon, as mentioned multiple times in this episode, and. While I'm sure I'm going to be intrigued editing this uh, at the little sneaky advertisement that was thrown in the middle of it, what? Uh, you can <laughs> find out what I'm talking about, listeners, by checking out our Patreon. It's the Boogeyman's Closet. It's $3 a month for all the unedited episodes, as well as the uh, an exclusive episode every month. All the higher tiers get you stuff like birthday episodes, um, mm-hmm. art in the mail, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. So, and speaking of which, happy birthday, Dawn. That oh, is yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that is, is our uh, birthday that's episode. Why,
1: here. That's why we're here today. I forgot. Hey,
0: exactly. The, the, the day of birth.
1: I'm 43. <laughs> I'm no longer the life, the universe, or anything, or everything.
2: <laughs> yeah. But you are Global Milk.
1: I am Global Milk 3000, so.
0: <laughs> and no one can take that away. No one. So, also, thank you, Josh, for joining us. It's always a pleasure, good sir. Yeah, thank whatever you for having whatever me.
1: Susie and Maurice. Whatever, we got more important things to do, like go see a concert. Whatever, we gotta work. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Yeah, th- this is one of those ones where it was like trying to figure out a day we could all get together to record was just it, it was not gonna work out, and and have this episode come out in time. So it was like. Alright, let's 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 make this happen I was like, well, Josh is always fun to have on here So Josh, come join us, please Woohoo And uh, yeah, it was it was it definitely did not disappoint This was a funny episode <laughs> Now the listeners might not agree But I had fun uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but, hey, uh, listeners Hey, 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 laugh You had,
2: you had fun, you hear that? Laugh, you had fun
1: mother- <laughs> Laugh, little twat buckets, laugh
2: Your shit birds.
1: We're over here we're over here making funnies. you better fucking laugh. We're making with the
2: ha's. We did the funny now, laugh fuck twice.
1: You ass face motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> your you, you, you butt nipples. That's <laughs> what we forgot to mention at the end sequence when they're working on Kiefer, there's a lingering shot of his nipple.
1: <laughs> they they pulled
0: out the heated blanket. And it's just like nipple. Uh, oh,
2: uh,
1: One time. Just a, just a movie full of areolas. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joel Schumacher.
0: <laughs> but uh, for those of you that want to watch our next episode before we cover it, I don't know what it's going to be.
1: Because we're filming uh, this like a month ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But uh, our, our, we will be covering werewolf movies this month. Uh, the votes have not been tallied just yet. They will be tallied very soon, and uh, then we'll, we'll know. But it's probably going to either be American Werewolf in London or Ginger Snaps because those two are leading you, the pack right now.
1: You know what I do so, know? You what's
0: know what that? I do
1: know there will be a werewolf in it. There will be. Yeah, there will
0: be a werewolf, and there'll be no a moon. What, there'll be a moon.
1: There'll probably be more than likely a moon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there'll definitely be a moon.
1: <laughs> it may be. It may be. It may have butt nipples but it'll be a moon.
0: Yeah. Well, if it's American werewolf in London, it'll definitely have butt nipples. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and uh, to some degree, we're probably
2: going to have uh werewolves. Yes, there'll be some swearwolves.
0: God, I I I love that movie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're going to wrap this one up because,
1: here. Because because again again, we've gone the Strasburg route. Uh, yes. <laughs> we
0: we've 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 gone off on many tangents here, so Let's let's wrap this up here. Making so as
1: it, I'm just making it a verb, but now, all right. <laughs> we I Strasburg. Strasburg. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, uh, I Strasburg for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're going to wrap this up here. So as always, this is Mike saying
1: goodbye.
2: Uh, Bottle water, Prius. Bottle water. <laughs>
1: This episode has been approved by Global Milk 3000. Get all your Global Milk needs at GlobalMilk.com. That doesn't exist.
2: Now in wonderful balloon flavor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard... Follow us on Instagram at the Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned.